Welcome to Mountain Mama's Misadventures, stories of mishap and adventure from women adventurers. Every woman has a story she can share, from the zany to the inspirational. Brought to you by Mountain Mamas, a non-profit women's adventure organization. Women empowering women to adventure. I'm Marilyn Boucher. And I'm Deborah Moore, and we are your hosts. And today we have my lovely friend Christine, who has agreed to <laughs> come and talk with us about some of her adventures. Hello. <laughs> Yay. So fun. So I am going to mispronounce this where you were born. San Luis Obispo. Okay. Obispo. Obispo. Okay. <laughs> California. That's where she was born. Currently lives in Orem, Utah. Um, so... Christine is divorced and a mom of a spunky five-year-old, and she is super adorable. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Been adorable, and I've seen your cute kid from, you know, right when she was born and all of that. Such mm-hmm. a cutie. Um, Christine is a office manager real estate invest, oh, for a real estate investment company, and she has many little tricks. This is her fun fact that she can show kids when they're bored. Like an invisible string, a gun with is that three with people? a finger snap? Oh, oh, with a finger snap. Okay, and sign language animal signs. I thought this was such a good one, the sign language animal signs, because you can use this everywhere. It entertains kids of any age, like sometimes even teenagers, and I'm just like, it's a it's a giraffe. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you can't see my signs it, right now. <laughs> but 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 there but sign language is so cool because it especially with animals, it looks like the thing. Like you're uh-huh. saying, like for a giraffe, it's you're your lengthening neck. your neck, and for a zebra, you're showing the stripes. Your hippo um, is your pinkies touching, like the big teeth. Yeah, and the for and your pointer finger. Yeah. Um, but I just love it because we've all been in that like high stress situation with a with a child where we just need to pull something out of our and and we don't we didn't bring toys or we didn't you know whatever and so to, the fact that you can just use animal signs and and frankly you don't need to know you know sign language like they don't know you just come up <laughs> yeah. with something you know it's when true. I came up with the invisible string thing I was actually a teenager and I was a babysitter for all the whole neighborhood like. I was the go-to babysitter, and so I came up with these things in those high-stress moments when usually siblings were fighting. (laughs) I love it. And, like, I couldn't have them play with their toys because they were fighting over a toy or something. And so I came up with the invisible string, which you pinch your two fingers in front of you from both hands and then pull it out. To make it look like a string. The string. And you pretend to attach it to your pupils. (laughs) <laughs> and then you make another one and pretend to attach it to your nostrils. And then you make the third and you attach it to the outside of your mouth. And then you cross them and you say, one, two, three. <laughs> and she makes this super dope uh, fish face with crossy eyes. So my eyes. eyes are crossed. My nose went in. And then my mouth goes in as a fish face and they freak out. I they love think it's it. hilarious. And then usually they want me to do it like 20 times and then they're laughing and they're happy again. So. <laughs> I'm ready to just sit here and stare at you. Like this is some I'm, great I'm, pantomime. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm captivated. <laughs> <laughs> the snap one is like you take your thumb and your pointer finger and middle finger, put it around your thumb and your knuckles hit together. 
and you make a gun sound. That's so and cool. And her other hand looks like a looks like a gun. Like yeah, a I love gun. it. She's, she's snapping back the yeah. thumb as the. So as the I trigger. can keep kids entertained. <laughs> no, that's so cool, and I yeah. love that. I love that because, like you were saying, we don't always have stuff in in our bags or in our pockets to entertain necessarily, and it's mm-hmm. so cool to be like, well, you don't need anything. <laughs> you can make the little like kitty sign or yeah. or your little pantomiming with the invisible string. I love it. Oh, that's so, so fun. I actually came up with the invisible string because when I was in swim class growing up, um, my nose, when I came out of the water, like, went in. (laughs) Definitely. That's great. So when I came up out of the water, I was like, and you're just breathing in. I was like, oh, what could I do with this? And then use my imagination to come up with that. That's so fun. fun. I love it. That's so entertaining. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. Well, you were going to tell us about some fun things that happened when you were in um, in Puerto Rico because you were there for six months, you yeah. said, right? Yeah, Which that was crazy. the only time I've lived outside of Utah aside from when I was born. So you said, you know, I was born in California, but I only lived there one year. Oh, so okay. I kind of pretend I'm a California girl, but I'm really, you know, Utah. <laughs> and so I actually was at Utah Valley University and I was working for the National Student Exchange Program and my um, boss I was telling her, I was like, oh, these places are so amazing. I wish I could go. And she's like, you can. And I said, what do you mean I can? And she's like, you can go. And I said, well, I basically live off of like $10,000 a year. So I don't know how I can afford to go to another place. And then we found out that not only was Puerto Rico an amazing island, but it was one of the least expensive (laughs) options. And so I could live on an island. Um, And so when I moved there, I was going to go with a friend. So slow down. You went from like foreign exchange student or fun trip to move to there. Yeah, I did. I went really fast. I, I, I got an ADHD brain too. I'm like, I say, I don't have a train of thought. I have a trampoline of thought. It's like, okay, so boing, let's go over here. <laughs> okay, so help me like so, go yeah, to the did next. You, yeah, did you, um, you know, how did you make a connection for who I'm going to live with? Mm-hmm. What was like the parent, you know, chat? Yeah. There? Like how did that It's shake so out? funny because like when I make a decision that was like, I didn't think I could go and now I can go. It's like, I am going. And so to me, that's how the experience felt. I was just like, well, next semester I'm gone. So to me, it really <laughs> nice. felt like, okay, I'm gone. But you're right. Like I had these conversations with my parents and everything, but I was about to graduate college. This was my last year in college. So this was literally the last semester I could go before my final semester with my capstone. So it was my last option to go on like an exchange program or a foreign, what do you call it? Like, like study a study abroad or something. Yeah. yeah. And so um, when I was telling my parents, my dad was the most worried because he was like, you're going to be not only on your own, but you're going to be in a college setting. And what he had read up on the school was there were actually rapes on campus during the day. And he was like freaking out. Uh And I said, oh, don't worry. I'm a happy person and people don't prey on people who are like (laughs) in your face happy and all this stuff. And and I was just like, it's all good. (laughs) 
I didn't tell him half of the stories of the things that I did out there until I came back just because he would have been so worried. Yes. Um, but my mom was actually the most supportive. And the thing that was crazy was she was going through cancer treatment mm. in 2011. She had breast cancer. And um, I was like not sure how I was going to handle this, but it's so funny that you said, oh, and now you're just gone. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, well, I did mull over because I thought I told my mom I was going to go to Puerto Rico. And then I think it was a couple months after she was diagnosed. Um, and I had, let's do the timelines. So like um, it was my junior year of college. Mm-hmm. And then I was talking to my, my boss saying I can go. And then um, the next semester, so I had like the summer and this time to kind of like prepare for it. And um, I was to go in August. So my mom found out after I already was planning to go. Oh, okay. And so I was like, um, well, I can stay and I can help take care of you and I can just go on my own trip after I graduate, like a graduation present. Just go to Puerto Rico or something. And she's like, are you kidding me? You've already put off two times to go on a study abroad for guys. You're not going to put it off for me. And I was like, okay. But my, you have to understand, my mama is an adventurer. She's someone who like traveled to um, Ven- Venezuela for a month. And when she tried to come back, she was almost an illegal Im- immigrant and had to like bribe an official to get back because her visa had expired. She lived in Mexico on a service trip. She like went on an LDS mission to Puerto, uh, to Paraguay. And she was like, you've got to have an adventure. And you haven't done it yet. You've been so book study, you know, mm-hmm. like so focused. So she was like, also, I'm going to be really bored and I'm going to be stuck at home. And there's only, only so many books I can read without being bored of them. So she's like, I ask you to call me every week. And without fail, I called her every week and we would chat about my adventures Aww. I love it. to keep up her spirits. And she actually told wow. me later afterwards, she was like, it was you, your father, and her sister, my aunt, who are the ones who like were her regular coping people. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, I wasn't that. even there, but I was there. You her. were a light. Mm-hmm. Yes. So critical. Yeah. That's interesting. I hadn't even think that that was going to come up (laughs) when we were talking about this. So you head to Puerto Rico. Yeah. So I was going to live there. And so it was the end of the summer, um, August of 2011. And my um, friend was like a light acquaintance friend because any of the national student exchange students would kind of like meet up and be like, where are you going? Where are you going? Oh, we're all leaving from UVU, and so we got to know each other a little bit. Well, Marlene, she and I got a really late red-eye flight because, again, they're cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I was on this tight little budget. And so we got there late at night and then took a cab to where our um, apartment was going to be. And... It was really dark, and we're just kind of, like, walking around mm. with, our, with our luggage. And then I found it, and it was this big, huge concrete block, 20 stories tall. 
that didn't have windows that were with any glass. They were just an open square that had these metal blinds that would go up and down because of the hurricanes and stuff that come through. It's not like worth it sometimes to have windows. And so, um, I went up to the front door and I was like knocking because there's this security guard entrance. And then I showed them my ID and I was like, so we were told by, um, the lead at the exchange, um, the student exchange office that we could just come up here and like, check in. And he's like, what do you mean check in? And I was, I hadn't spoken Spanish for a while. And I was like, um, check in. What's another way to say check in? And I was like, um, vamos a vivir aquí. Like we're going to live here. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. Residente. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, cool. So uh, I was like <laughs> speaking Spanglish already kind of like hodgepodge throwing it together. And it was so funny because later I found out that Marlene spoke fluent Spanish, but she was way too shy <laughs> to talk to the security guard. So I'm just fumbling over here. And then tell us, Marlon, so how did you get connected to her? So that was through the exchange program that I, like I was working there at UVU and, um, she was just at one of those meetups. And so we, we were just like, Oh, we're going to the same place. So we were going to be roommates. Well, we got up to our room the first week I had to like hound the lady who was our exchange connection, I don't know what you call her, like mm. representative or mm-hmm. something, um, and say, I need your help getting my financial aid. And in Puerto Rico, their office hours are on the website just like anybody else Monday through Friday, but they don't really adhere to them. It's really they only work Tuesday through Thursday. And then they're like in the office sometimes, eh, cualquier hora, like whenever you want, you know, it's island time. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah. I, I learned about island time and I was like, uh, yeah, you know, island time sounds sweet and everything, but when you need money to live, it's like, oh. so I finally got all the financing stuff set, settled. My apartment in that tower was a dorm setting and it was on the 19th floor and the elevator Ooh was like not reliable and so I had really strong quads and I would take two steps at a time and I was super fit because I just hiked up those stairs every time because it was rickety and scary and so I was like I'm gonna go up there well it was only $50 a month to live there and so then I saved the rest of the money for the actual adventures like the one that we have here. Oh, yeah, cool. Okay, so tell us what's one of the adventures you did. Yeah, so um, I didn't have a car there, so I finally was able to um, make friends with some locals who had a car, and they're like, we're going to go to this cool place called Cueva, Van- Cueva Ventana, which means um, a window cave. Oh, okay. And so you actually awesome. um, go into the jungle in the middle of the island where a lot of people who travel to Puerto Rico are just like, on a cruise boat and they go see the beautiful beaches. But we went into the middle of the island, which takes all these like winding roads and everything. And then there's the beautiful rainforest trees, the selva trees that have roots coming from their branches and then they go right into the earth again. It's so amazing. So just, and all the vi- vibrant colors, I was just, my, my jaw was open and I was just in awe of everything as we were driving. Then they're like, okay, we're here, so we're going to go on this little hike. 
We went into the cave and you have to go down below. And then as you come back up, it opens and you can see the river down below and you can see all of the trees. You're okay, in, I'm having a you're hard time in a cave visualizing. In this, all in this basically a frame of the cave is the frame and you're looking out at all of this. Yeah, so imagine you like blender. You go into a little tunnel, like a doorway size, and you walk for like five, ten minutes in just this tunnel shape and it's really dark. And then it opens up, not very far, but it just like opens up and you're in an amphitheater kind of place with a ton of bats up above. And then it's open to that like little window. So it's really not like a hard hike or anything. You just walk through the tunnel and go into the open window that frames that river down below. Mm. So we were just kind of staring at them and just looking at the weird bats above us and looking at the scenery below. Well, we're like, let's go play in that river. (laughs) That looks so fun. So there's about like, 10 of us and um when we were walking down the path to kind of head towards the river my friend touched some of the plants and the plants were like these little ferns and so if you think of like your pointer finger the the fern leaf was like this and then it has the tiny little so it's like the ones on the, the side mm-hmm. okay and so if you stroke in the middle of it it closed and like closed around you or or just like, like, like a, closed like a, into itself. Like a Venus flytrap fly or something. So Venus flytrap, it moved like that, but it's kind of more like a claw, like a clam, and goes uh-huh. down. This one, it was like, this is such an interesting challenge to like talk <laughs> and explain because I talk so much with my hands. Okay, so. But like a clamshell on its side. So more like. Um, or, or like a fan. Yeah. Closing. Yeah, like a fan. And then you touch it, and it closed in. Oh, cool. Anyway, so we were super hyper. We were playful. We were running down there, and we jumped off into the river. We were like, you know, run down the trail, past these cool um, plants. And then we were just exploring some more. We saw this big rock, and we're like, let's jump off the rock into the river. (laughs) So it was a really slow river, and we're like, okay, cool. So we did that several times. We're just playing. Well, I think... um, after about half hour of doing that, there was this old man who came down the path and he ran down. He was yelling at us and we were like scared that we'd done something wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we weren't supposed to be there. Well, we weren't supposed to be there not because we were in trouble because of like some sign or trespassing, but we were in trouble because it was like the clouds over to the left. Um, were gray and there was a storm coming and then in like two minutes after he asked us to get out there was a big humongous flood mm. so like like rainforest rainstorm i'd never like experienced that kind of rain because yeah. utah's like pretends yeah battering rain isn't really anything to prepare you for that and so it just went <sighs> And the, the water was muddy, it was brown, it was filled with all this like debris and everything. And we saw that rock that we were jumping off of that was probably like 15 feet out of the water um, get halfway covered 
Wow. So it just raised immediately. Just... Oh, you guys are so lucky that he yeah, was there to warn you. because we wouldn't have been able to get out, really. No. Wow. Oh, wow. Because, yeah, flood, flash flood stuff is no joke. Yeah. Mm. As you, as you so know. needless to say, I didn't tell my dad about that. Till yeah, that's yeah. terrifying. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. I scooped your little souls and yeah. swept you to the ocean in the, in the torrential chocolate milk. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, well, I'm, yeah. Oh, that's so crazy. So, I'm so glad that you that you made it out of there and that he was there to warn you. Because... I know, some random nice stranger. But yeah. that's really what it was like living in Puerto Rico. There was so many loving people, and um, it was pre and before, it was before COVID time. So you, everyone would greet everybody, like, hugging, and you mm-hmm. bump each other on the cheek for a kiss in the air. And, and so everyone really did look out for each other. Mm-hmm. Even oh, in like the dorm fun. setting and everything, people just got to know one another and mm-hmm. hung out with each other, made food, and they'd always say um, "buen provecho," which in in Spanish means "good appetite" or "bon appetit," you know. Uh-huh. Oh. And so everyone would just say that to you when you're gonna eat, and you're like, "Oh, thanks, I will <laughs> enjoy my food." <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I, that's so neat, and what a wonderful um, introduction to the culture as well. Um, yeah, because I definitely want to go there. I haven't yet, but that. That's amazing and yeah and wonderful for like you said the people looking out for each other. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for for joining us. If you would like to hear uh, more stories like this from our wonderful guest here, Christine, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to do all the the liking the and all of that good stuff. Can I share how they can reach me? Oh yes, yes, go ahead. Yeah, so. Um, it's been really fun to um, talk with you guys and explore this. If you want to hear my writings, um, I am actually um, got my website, which is christinediamond.com. And then um, also my Instagram is Christine Writer or Christine Diamond Writer. Okay. And of course, the spelling is just like it is on the title for the podcast for. Christine Diamond. So, yeah, so you do some creative writing or writing from your life experiences? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, short stories, poems, musings, and I actually have a little kid's book I wrote called The Lonely Onion. So that one I'm going to have come out on Kindle Direct Publishing this month yeah, yeah. in November. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so, yeah. Which the is Lonely Onion. Yeah. It's, it's super my, cute. My daughter has it memorized. <laughs> She started crying the other day, and I was like, do you feel like the lonely onion? She's like, yeah, I want to hug him. (laughs) That was cute. (laughs) So, so cool. So, yeah, definitely check Christine out. Check out her writing. She's amazing. Awesome. That's it for today's adventure. Join us next time, and as always, remember, a woman's place is in the mountains.